Hey everyone, Ellie here wishing you a very happy Friday. Happy back to school, happy back to work, back to classes, back to reality. Uh, boy, do we have a lot that's going to go down this fall though. Thanks for sticking with me as always and uh, thanks for hearing me out as we try to work through all of this. And now here's today's brief. We are gathered here today to bid farewell to the claim that an indictment of a former president is unprecedented. It took us some time to arrive at this moment, centuries in fact, but the end came quickly once the downward spiral began. Now we can look back and trace the downward arc. The first indictment of Donald Trump out of the Manhattan DA's office for falsifying business records of hush money payments, remember that one? That one was easy. The unprecedented first ever indictment of a former president. Clean, simple, strong. Next came Jack Smith's case relating to classified documents at Mar-a-Lago and obstruction. That took a bit more effort, but wrote itself the unprecedented first ever federal indictment of a sitting president. Then when Smith charged Trump again relating to the 2020 election, we had to add some more verbiage the unprecedented first ever indictment of a former president for trying to steal an election. We're running out of room for qualifiers here, but that'll do. And finally, when Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis lodged her indictment, we were left to cast about for some way to make it new. I don't know, maybe the unprecedented first ever indictment of a former president by a local prosecutor with a six-letter last name in a county south of the Mason-Dixon line. Now that the dust has settled on our summer of indictments, the time has come to bury our claims that this is all new, untrodden ground. The indictment of a former president is no longer unprecedented. It's now quite precedented. It's amply precedented, maybe even over-precedented. But fear not, lovers of unknowns and first, because we have plenty more terra incognita ahead. I've said before in this space that Trump makes the law school hypotheticals come to life, and now he's doing just that, and he's giving us brand new hypotheticals that not even the craftiest professor could have dreamed up. As we move steadily through these perplexing firsts, I urge everyone to embrace the unknown, because there's plenty more ahead. I'm drawing a distinction here between what we know and what we hope or what we believe the outcome should be. Take, for our first example, the question about whether Trump can pardon himself from Smith's federal charges if he retakes the presidency in the 2024 election. The only true answer here is we don't know. I get the arguments on both sides. Of course, a person cannot be a judge in his own case versus the Constitution places no explicit limitation on the pardon power. We can argue it. And I tend towards the no position here. But at this point, it's opinion and advocacy, not fact. Of course, we may well find out eventually as a result of the whole Trump mess. Here are some other crucial unknowns as we move forward. If Mark Meadows was acting partially within his official job as White House chief of staff, but also partially outside those boundaries, is he entitled to removal of his state case from Fulton County over to the federal courts? We know this issue perplexed the federal judge who decided the removal issue, Judge Stephen Jones, because he specifically requested additional briefing from the parties on just this point. Judges will do that sometimes. Meadows, of course, responded that if he was acting in some part as chief of staff, then the whole case must be removed, while Willis took the contrary positions. 
We may soon get an answer or at least an initial one as Judge Jones is considering the issue as I record this and you may have an answer by the time you hear it. Whatever the ruling, it will certainly go up on appeal to the 11th Circuit and possibly the U.S. Supreme Court. At that point, this particular conundrum will cross over into the land of the known. Next, if Meadows succeeds in removing his case to the federal courts, do all 18 of his co-defendants, including Donald Trump, do they automatically go with him? This is a big one, obviously. Some have wondered why Trump has held off on filing his removal motion, and this could be the answer. Recognizing that Meadows has a better argument for removal, Trump hopes to ride his coattails into federal court. Again, the arguments present themselves. Trump and the other co-defendants will argue that a case is a case, and the DA chose to charge them all together, and so if one has to go to federal court, they all go with him. Willis would likely counter that each defendant stands on his own merits, and the removal statute is designed to protect federal officials acting under color of law and not others who happen to get charged alongside with them. I'm on the DA's side on this one, but for now, we don't know. Next up, if a state-level case against Meadows, Trump, or anyone else moves over to federal court and results in a conviction, can the president issue a pardon? Stand back, friends, and gaze upon this gorgeously crafted, perfectly 50-50 hypothetical. Point. The defendant is charged with and has been convicted of Georgia state-level crime, so of course a president cannot issue a pardon. Counterpoint, the conviction came from a federal court, presided over by a federal judge, rendered by a federal jury, so of course the president can pardon. The gods of law school final exams applaud you, reality, for this gem. Here's one more. Can a presidential candidate be disqualified before the election under the 14th Amendment's Insurrection or Rebellion Clause? It has recently become trendy among academics, retired judges, and a handful of elected Democrats to argue that Trump should be booted from the 2024 ballot and removed from consideration by American voters because he took part in an insurrection. Regular consumers of this podcast and my column and CNN know that I'm not buying this one. How exactly is this all supposed to work? Who decides whether a candidate engaged in insurrection? And how does that get decided? By Congress? by the House, by the Senate, by both? By what vote? Majority? Two-thirds? Or is it up to the courts? A judge or a jury? And if so, by what standard? Would it be preponderance of the evidence, beyond a reasonable doubt, and so on? Now, the academics declare in useless and conclusory fashion that the 14th is, quote, self-executing, end quote. Whatever the hell that means, it'll be up to dozens of state and local officials they proclaim to unilaterally declare that they have decided that a candidate is engaged in an insurrection and therefore is ineligible without any type of hearing or process. Great idea. This won't lead to chaos or to widespread public rejection of some local bureaucrat tossing a presidential candidate off the ballot without any hearing or to due process violations, also conveniently contained in the very same Fourth Amendment, or to retributive findings by Republican locals that say Joe Biden's foreign or border policy also constitute disloyal acts, and he must be thrown out too. Sarcasm voice, I think you probably heard it, for the preceding scenarios. In any event, as strongly as I believe that this is bunk, we don't know for sure right now, and we might soon see official actions and lawsuits that give us the first makings of an answer. My first point in all of this is to underscore just how much unknown territory lies ahead. While we are well past the point where an indictment of a former president is novel because it involves a former president, we nonetheless will soon face all manner of previously unresolved or unimaginable scenarios. 
And the bigger point is that it's perfectly fine not to know. I've seen more than one commentator take to the air and confidently proclaim that the answer to the above-referenced unknowns is a straight yes or no. But sometimes the right answer, and the only honest answer, is that there is no answer. Not yet, at least. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe and stay informed. <laughs>